Hello and welcome to the I Am Woman Project, where every week we have deep thought-provoking and interesting conversations with thought leaders, change instigators, rule breakers and creative minds who think differently, sparking creativity and inspiration. Our special guests on our show cover a variety of topics just for you, and they share their personal stories to inspire, motivate and empower you, our listener. The I Am Woman podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.iamwomanproject.com.au. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favourite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at I Am Woman Project and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. How exciting. Today we have the lovely Chiquita Seal. She has certainly experienced a life on both sides of the career spectrum, swapping a lucrative corporate job in Queensland from mining to fashion. Handpicked from dozens of wishful candidates to launch the league's first Queensland branch as the Queensland Crusader in August 2012. Within 12 months, Chiquita was offered the opportunity to relocate to Melbourne and take on the role as the league's general manager to oversee the group's national growth. Now in nine locations within Australia, the League of Extraordinary Women is Australia's largest and fastest growing movement of driven and dynamic female entrepreneurs. Let's get into it, shall we? Okay, Chiquita, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's an absolute honor to have you here today. How are you today? Thanks, Catherine. I'm great and I just want to say thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Oh, no, it's absolutely fine. So what I'd like to speak to you about is really understand how did you all, how did the League of Extraordinary Women begin for you? Like what inspired you? I actually didn't found it. Um, it was four girls, um, Cheryl, Sarah, Marie and Liz back in 2011. They connected randomly at an entrepreneurial event and I think there was about 500 in the room. There were a handful of women and they just started chatting at a break and just started to talk because all of them work in their business with their partners, their male partners. So each of them was saying, oh, I would just wish I had other friends who I could talk to about it who knew what I, the, the challenges that I was experiencing and they just thought, well, well, I've met you all now, so let's just hold our own little event. And so they decided to do that and they expected, well, they actually booked one table in a bar one night and just expected to get eight or nine women to it. They didn't really expect too much. And they put a, an event up on Facebook and promoted it just sharing the event through their own networks and within I think two weeks 160 tickets had sold so they actually had to book out the whole venue Wow! and yeah it just has grown from there and it started off as a hobby for them sort of a side project because each of them needed it personally so they just joined together to do it but I don't think any of them realized where it would go and how much it was needed by other women so it's a little been a little bit of a shock I think for them um, but a great one because they love it and yeah. So, but I came on board as the first Brisbane Crusader. So I found it. Uh, I came on board in August two thousand and twelve. Right. So I've been on board since then. Excellent. And how did they come up with the name League of Extraordinary Women? I love it. 
I have asked that actually because people do ask, how did you come up with that name? And none of them can remember. They just said, I, I don't know. They, I think they were just brainstorming one day and it was kind of just thrown in there and they all just went, oh, oh, yeah, that would be good. I mean, it's a long name, especially when you're trying to type it in an email um, <laughs> for the first time. But, yeah, no, we get a lot of play just based on the the name itself. Whenever I meet someone and say, oh, I'm part of the League of Extraordinary Women, it always instigates, oh, oh, question or, oh, tell me more about that because it is, it's a real point of difference. So talk us, because I know that I've, you've, you've actually written a couple of articles which I absolutely loved reading about, like your journey through this. Talk us through a little bit about your journey from when you started to where you are now. In terms of my own businesses? Or? Yes, that's correct. Yep, from your like, okay. yep, the business. Uh, well, I launched, I've been involved in uh, three of my own businesses, uh, to the first two with co-founders and uh, and then my label was the one that I ran myself and that was how I actually found the league actually because I was feeling quite lonely and bored. Oh, not bored. I was never bored. I was working quite a lot. <laughs> Go on. Um, but lonely and isolated. So my... I've always wanted to have my own label. I've always loved clothes. I used to spend my money, my textbook money, actually at university that mum and dad would give me to buy textbooks on clothes and then I would call my sister and say, Carly, can you please give me your credit card number? I need to buy my textbooks. It's my exam next week and she'd do it for me. But I've always loved clothes and I always knew that that's something that I wanted to do. So I've just decided to do it one time. I asked myself a question. I was just going through actually a really hard patch in my life. I'd... Um, uh, was coming out of a, a business with my ex-partner and I had to I sort of said, thought to myself God what is I want to do and I thought when I'm 50 what would I regret not doing and it was always that label I just always wanted to have my own label and um, so I, I did it and I loved it it was hard work because people think fashion is is a glamorous industry it's actually not it's actually a lot of hard work and trying to produce a manufacturer in Australia is actually very expensive and I was in the position where I didn't know how to pattern make I couldn't I can't even sew on a button so I was obviously having to pay other people to do the samples and to to make the clothes so that was an expensive exercise um but it was just great and I loved it but again I was in the same position as the girls I didn't have any friends who had their own businesses I would often bring my parents in tears because and I I'd but again they would try and support me but they wouldn't understand sort of what I was going through from a personal view so I just googled one day women networking groups and the league came up and it was only in Melbourne and Sydney at that point and I reached out to them and I said, if you're ever coming to Brisbane, let me know. I'd love to be involved. And Cheryl wrote back and said, yeah, we're coming later in the year. Um, stay in touch. So I did and became their first crusader. But I didn't expect to because crusaders tend to run the uh, the communities for 12 months. So I certainly didn't expect for the girls to offer me a national role. So that was really quite shocking. It was out of left field and it was a, quite an investment for them as well because they're thinking, do we keep this as a hobby? Because it had grown so much. Um, and they thought, well, do we keep this as a hobby or do we actually try and do something with this and actually make it something that's worthwhile and we see how many people it's actually helping and I think that we could genuinely make a difference with it. So it was all a bit of a leap of faith for all of us. So we all just got on board and, um, and then about four after about four months of trying to do my label and the, the, and the league uh, full-time, I almost had a nervous breakdown and, yeah, I just – close my label I just I was getting so much love and joy out of the league that that's where my heart ended up being so I actually closed my business to do the league that's amazing and so these these um get-togethers these were events that were run nationally and you obviously um invited guest speakers to come to these events 
Yeah, so one of the points of difference, I think, and why they have been so successful is that we don't call them, we're not, we don't class them as networking events. We class them because we want women to come along and actually make genuine connections. So we don't encourage people to come along and bring business cards or do those the swap or anything like that. It's more about coming along, meeting other women who are going through a similar thing and actually making a genuine connection and finding a friend rather than potentially a new client. And I think if if the friendship is there, then potentially business can come out of it, but it's more the support and uh, the inspiration through the speakers. So we've always... Um, because entrepreneurship, I mean, when we did the, when the girls started it four years ago, I think that entrepreneurship word, especially around female entrepreneurs, it was still very new. And this, and it's come a long way in the last four years. I think this rise of women starting their own businesses and really starting to think about what is it that I want to do with my life? What's my passion? How can I monetize this? Um, I don't want to be on the corporate wheel anymore, but how can I start my business? I don't know about business. I've never done this before. So who do I talk to about it? It's about that connection and talking to others and saying, you know, I don't know how to do this. Have you done this? Have you experienced this? And um, with our speakers, we ask them to be really genuine. We, We invite them along, not because they're trying to sell a book or because they um, are getting paid. None of our speakers are paid. Um, They just genuinely want to pay it forward and they've come along because they um, have been successful but the success has come through hard work and often a lot of heartache because business can sometimes be the most toughest thing you do and we've we've heard from people who've almost um who've sold dvds out the back of their cars with two as a single mum with two little boys and others who've had to mortgage the house or take the kids out of private school or have lost relationships because of it had to make the choice um you know there's always something that they've over, had to overcome and i think people when you hear about what other people have gone through and that they've found it hard as well, but they've actually come out of it and they've come to the other side and they're really successful. You think, oh, if she can do that, I can do that. I mean, I'm going through this now, but if I can see where she is now, this is where I want to be. And it just gives you that um, connection and that inspiration and that, I guess, urge to keep going because because there's nothing special about any of us. We're just doing the best we can. And if you can see other women that are, are doing well, and you've got that support network to keep you pushing forward, then it just, it makes sense. I, I absolutely agree because I think there's that human side when you see somebody, because yes. sometimes you look up to somebody and go, wow, this person is amazing. Yeah. And it's not till you actually hear this story, you actually do. And connection is the number one human need. And when you make that connection and that emotional connection because they've gone through hardship that you maybe can relate to, it's very empowering. Well, that's exactly right. And people think um, that businesses are overnight success stories. And you've heard that that saying behind every successful business is 10 years of hard work. And it often is. And you'll talk to people that are now successful, but they didn't draw a wage for three, three years and they lived on, you know, 50 bucks a week and they, or they lived on savings and they just, they had no income and it was scary and they had to move out of their house and they had to sell a car and all these stories that you don't hear about, or they had to borrow, get these massive loans from the bank just to keep going. People don't hear that often because, you know, when you get the PR spin or the marketing spin, you want to present a certain way and you don't get the the nitty gritty of what actually goes on behind the scenes and the emotions that are tied to all of these actions and to the the day-to-day grind. I think people really underestimate how much grit and strength is required to actually overcome these hurdles. And without people to talk to, you just, 
I think without connecting to people to help you and support you, you're actually setting yourself up for failure because that's part and parcel of the success journey is because you you attach to someone and to others who actually understand what you're going through and who are going to pick you up and they're going to push you forward and they're not going to let you get up, give up. And that's, I think, um, just so key to anyone who's successful. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I myself, I worked in the corporate environment for 22 years and decided to give it all up and start my own business. And it took me a long time before I actually made money. But the first 12 months, I made nothing, absolutely nothing. And I think that when you go through these things, when you're working with a corporation where they do the marketing, they support you, they've got your back, then all of a sudden you're on your own, it can be quite scary. And then all your demons come up. You know, am oh. I worthy of this? Do I belong here? Can I should do I, this? That's it. You know, have I, am I smart enough for this? I mean, should I? Am I better off as an employee? Um, you, you know, it's just all. Yeah, it is. It's the fear. It's the self doubt. It's that nagging voice that tells you to give up. And because when you, you when you have a job, you have the paycheck, the regular paycheck that that comes in, and you you have problems still. Obviously, we all have problems, but it's a different set of problems than actually having to hustle to get your own money through the door and um, and especially if you've got team members, if you've employed a team, you actually have to pay them first. You'll be the one who gets paid last and often there may not even be money left to pay yourself. So that's just what you do. So true. Absolutely so true. I love it. So what about if you could do anything differently, what would that be in regards to your career? Is it kind of a double-edged sword because when I think about some things, I could easily say them, but then I think, well, if I'd done that differently, then I wouldn't be here. I would have taken a completely different path and I actually really love what I'm doing. So I think I just have to be grateful for the the lessons and the mistakes I've made because it's actually gotten me to where I am today and I'm still making mistakes very regularly. Um, so... <laughs> Um, I, I don't know if I'd change it. Actually, with my label, I spent a lot of money on things I didn't really need to spend money on. So I spent a lot of money on branding and things like that, which and a really expensive website that actually didn't end up selling anything. So things like that, I think I made some really um, bad financial decisions because I spent a lot of money on things that I thought needed to. But now in the days of Shopify and things like that, you literally do not need to spend a lot of money on your website. You can do it all with Squarespace. You can do it yourself for, you know, $60 a month if, if that um, and Absolutely. branding I think I didn't know about Elance or Odesk so I would have found a much cheaper brander branding agency on there had I had this these descents or the resources or knew about it so I think there's you can do a lot with very very little but I was of the mindset that no I have to have this perfect brand and I have to have this perfect website and I have to um, do all this so I think I learned a really big lesson with that and the league we run very very leanly so I've actually had to really learn about um, okay do we really need to spend this is this really something that we need or is this just a want Um, so that's been a really really good lesson for me and I think anyone starting in a business yeah make sure you're just not spending money where you don't have to because cash is king. Absolutely. I mean, and these days you can actually have virtual assistants for $10 oh, an hour, which is fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's great. Yes. And I think I agree with you. I think that, you know, in uh, our career, it is about receiving. I mean, you wouldn't be where you are today without all of those experiences. And, you know, exactly. I don't believe them. You know, I don't believe in failure. I really look at it as everything that occurs in our life is feedback. Feedback yes. so that you know that next time what not to do. 
Yeah, and I just think they're probably, as long as you're getting the lesson, I think it's fine to make mistakes as long as you're learning the lesson. But if you're making the same one over and over again, I think that's where you probably need um, to think about what you're doing. Um, Yeah, I'm a big believer in in making mistakes and and having a supportive environment to do that. But just as long as you're learning the lesson and not doing it too many times. I agree, absolutely. So what's the best piece of advice that you've had uh, ever received? Um, oh, I think I just said it. Cash is king. Cash is king. <laughs> Always have cash in the bank. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just think uh, just be really mindful how you spend your money, especially when you're starting out. I think yeah, it's so easy to spend it because if you're coming from a corporate environment or you've had access to a big marketing budget or a big um, product development budget, I think not having that and having to spend it yourself, just ask yourself the question is, do I really, really need to spend this? Because with the, I mean, with marketing these days, I mean, look at Instagram. I mean, look at how many people, how, how many people have built businesses on the back of their Instagram accounts, which are, which are free. It's free. So I think if you've got a really beautiful visual product, definitely utilize um, those kinds of things and, you know, accessing bloggers and social influencers these days, I think is so much um, more effective and cheaper than your typical typical marketing, marketing like your print and that kind of thing. Absolutely. I agree with that. And I mean, I, I've been guilty of that too, where I have spent, you know, ten, twelve thousand dollars on a PR or media agency. And, uh, you know, nowadays you hear people, they, you know, they can uh, get great engagement through, um, oh, you know, Instagram, through Facebook. And there's yep. a lady I was speaking to the other day. She's actually within 12 months has 17,000 followers just from the content that she's putting out yep. there. Absolutely it's amazing. Incredible. Yeah, I met mind. a lady actually from Brisbane recently at, an e- at the e-commerce conference here in Melbourne and she was um, had built, I think she's been doing her, because she's got an online magazine and it's all about interior design and styling and she really loves minimalist um, styling and I met her and she has built this massive Instagram following but still hasn't um, and has only decided, and this is four years later, and has only decided now when she's, she, I think she's got over well over 60,000 now, um, but she's only starting to decided now to actually monetize it and make money off the back of it <laughs> the patience you have displayed i am really really impressed and it's amazing and i mean the thing is there's organizations that look at that if you've got a large following oh, they, yeah absolutely they pay or they want to do some sort of arrangement cross marketing collaboration and, yes this is, yeah where it's all happening these days the amount of people that i see on instagram i hadn't heard of them before but they've got these massive followings and now they're doing collaborations with huge brands and i just think whoa Absolutely, it's, it's so impressive, and I just I love that it's just that people can access um, people who may not have a design background, but because they're being discovered for their their natural talents rather than um, being. It's not about who you know as much anymore. It's so much more transparent, and I just I really love that. Yeah, I agree. So another question for you, Chiquita: What is the greatest lesson that you've ever ever, ever learned? Oh, what's my greatest lesson? I think one of my greatest lessons is the power of positivity. I think that you can overcome anything if you approach it with a really positive mindset. And sometimes it can actually be really tough, especially when you're going through a tough month. Or, um, But if you can actually take whatever you need out of it and actually approach it with just 
positivity. And I actually have a, a positivity routine that I do that I, I don't do it um, daily, but I certainly do it when um, at least three, four times a week. And I do it morning and night, so morning, uh, night before I go to bed and morning when I wake up. And it's, I read a daily mantra. It includes my goals. Um, there's a quote that is uh, um, called, can I swear? You, you can do what you like. <laughs> it's called unfuckwithable. Um, so I found it on Instagram and I wrote it out and it's just basically, um, just about when you're truly at peace, uh, with yourself then nothing anyone says or does or, um, can touch you and no negativity can hurt you. So it's just about just truly being in your space and knowing that, um, you can do whatever you need to do. Just put your mind to it. So I go through this positivity routine and actually sets me up for the day. And especially if I am having a bit of a hard time at work or things aren't going as well as I want them to, I just regroup with the positivity. And I just think it's just so important to believe in yourself and just have that, have that there because I think if you let the because we all have the, the bad days and the the negativity and the self doubt but if you can overcome that and call yourself on it and not listen and pull yourself up on it and just read these things and I also have de- um, affirmations so I'm a big fan of John D Martini I love him um, and I've read the Breakthrough Experience recently so if anyone is in business at all I would highly recommend reading it and it was amazing and it's about setting your purpose statement for your life which I read every day and it's got you're setting your own affirmations about what's purposeful for you and why you're doing what you're doing because I think if you're in business for yourself you need to really love it you need to be passionate about it and need to be attached to sort of a deep core desire to help in some way and I think if you can remind yourself about that and just reconnect with that really regularly I think that is just such a powerful tool to take into any situation and will help you overcome some stuff and when other otherwise you might give up if you didn't have access to it so I I, that for me is just probably something that I rely on really heavily and it's something I can do for myself I don't need anyone to help me with that it's something that I can do to get me in that space and I think everyone if everyone can provide that space for themselves I think that's really really powerful Absolutely. I call that standing in your truth. That's why when you were asking me if you can swear, I said absolutely whatever you like because I really think that it's to be authentic and to stand in your personal power is standing in your truth. Yes. Yeah, and I, I, I love the fact that you do that every day. I do this a similar thing. It's, I call it a mission statement and I do it at night time before I go to bed because yes. it's the last thing I plant or the, plant, the last uh, piece of information I plant into my brain and then the first thing I wake up, I do the same thing. Yes. And what it does, it, it creates, uh, it sets the intention for your day. Oh, it does, and that intention is actually really important because you can, if you if you wake up grumpy or on the wrong side of the bed, you take that attitude into your into work, and you might affect your team with it. You've always got to got to make sure that you rally, um, or that you have something that you can do for yourself that you can draw strength from. Because um, I just think positivity it can change any situation for the better, and I just think that in business you really really need that. Absolutely, and I actually spoke about this today. With every adversity, there is a seed of opportunity and it's from Napoleon Hill and I live by that because when something goes wrong, I just think, what is the opportunity out of this? Rather than focusing on what's been going wrong, I think there's an opportunity that's about to be presented to me. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. I, I don't believe in coincidence. I think everything happens for a reason. It's just how you approach it and what you take from it that is the important thing. Absolutely. You're my soul sister. We are so similar. It's not funny. So I can hear you're so... Well, we both have blonde curly hair. I, I don't know. know if you've noticed. But yours is much better. 
Oh, it's no. gorgeous. Absolutely. It's all in the product. Oh, yes, I know. I spend a lot of money on products that you worry. I get I, quite often I have people say, hey, what do you use on your hair? And I say, really, do you have an A4 piece of paper so I can actually give you a list? There's lots. Absolutely. Yeah, me too. So you've got a lot of passion. You can see yes. you're very motivated. What What is the, the driver, you know, the why you do what you do? For me, it's all about empowering women. I just want to help women in some way. And even when I had my label, I remember reading another John Demartini book called Inspired Destiny and he had you go through some similar um, activities to help you define what you're meant to be doing in life because I'm a big believer in purpose and living on purpose and finding what that is for you and what it means. And even then it was all about making women feel really strong and powerful in their business or in their corporate roles And because I always believe that if you feel good, um, you just take that positivity and that confidence into every aspect of your life. It just flows on and it was all about empowering women and then it's just that through my label I found the league and again this is about empowering women. So for me, my my core purpose I believe is about helping women and I want them to live lives that are meaningful and I think that's so important because I think I, I've known people who – are really unhappy in their jobs or they're really unhappy in some with some aspect of their life and they they feel there's no way out or there's no way to change that and I just I just don't believe that because I was in a similar situation and I changed it for myself and it was bloody hard but you just do it and you've got the the power to do that but I just think if you can support yourself with other women I think that's that's just really key and I just I just want to help women because I think we're amazing and I just yeah that's it no full I, stop <laughs> yes I can relate to that I think too I always look at you know uh, women as such natural carers and they're so oh. selfless yeah that they sometimes and quite often a lot of the women that I work with when I ask them a simple question what is it that you want they've just they've, really struggle to define it absolutely find it really hard yeah and really but that's the thing I've been in that situation myself so I understand it and and it is it is a lot of soul searching. It is a lot of um, going down the wrong path sometimes to find the right path because I used to change jobs every six to nine months in my 20s because I was just constantly looking for something that I wasn't finding and, and no amount of money I was earning could actually fill that hole and um, I was just always looking for something bigger and better because I thought that's that's what would make me happy but it's not until you really truly connect with what you're meant to be doing that you realise actually money doesn't matter and it's just that when you when you're doing what you're meant to be doing you do it voluntarily you really would and sometimes when you have your own business you are doing it as a volunteer because you don't get paid so you need that passion to um to keep moving yourself forward because you need to really connect with it at quite a deep level well i think that you mentioned it before if you're on purpose and you are doing what you love to do you never work a day in your life so and that driver underneath all of that is your passion and I think the thing is with me, I think the money when you're doing what you're meant to be doing, and you love it because you and because you love it, you will be naturally quite good at it. Um, and the money will come as a byproduct, and you will find that you actually do get paid very handsomely to do what you love because you are on purpose. So, um, yeah, I just think it all flows and all fits together once once it once you've found your thing. But I think the thing is, don't ever let go of finding it if you haven't quite found it. Just know that it is there. You just you just have to keep looking. Absolutely, you're very inspiring. Let me ask you, who inspires you? 
Um, who inspires me? I think I am most inspired by women who, or probably anyone actually, but particularly women because I, 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 obviously the league is all about women and so I hear from a lot of women. I hear their stories. Those who have actually overcome a lot, uh, quite a lot of adversity, they've actually had to dig deep and um, and they've, they've self-funded it. They've built it themselves. They've had to sacrifice and they've they've gone through hell to actually get to where they are and I just think, and it's just, I think we're all quite ordinary, but we're just doing something extraordinary with our lives. And I just think that, yeah, if I, I can talk to so many women and, and I'll take something away from each of them that I think, oh, my God, I can't believe she did that. That's just amazing. Um, so I don't necessarily um, follow any big names as such. It's more about the women in our community that all the the speakers um, at our different breakfasts who speak about what they've had to do that I think, oh, wow, that's just incredible those that have pulled your heartstrings that you've made yeah. that connection yeah I just think that just some of the yeah those are because there is adversity there's always going to be some form of adversity and I always really relate to those who are brave enough to share it because I think sometimes we do often care about what others think of us so we want to put our best foot forward and we want to maybe put a little bit of a spin on something because it makes us feel better and we don't necessarily want to bear our warts and all to others um because God forbid, you know, what if they think worse of me? Um, so for those people who actually have the the courage to do that and to go, actually, no, I made this huge mistake and it was bloody tough, but I managed to get out of it and this is how I did it and have that courage to share that so that other women can actually learn from her mistake and not do the same thing. I think those women are just, yeah, I just have so much respect for them because that's the tough thing to actually acknowledge that you've made a mistake or, and share it publicly and know that um, and be comfortable with that. And I just think that's pretty pretty special. And it can be tough when you think about it. If You have to, you have to remove the whole shame, the guilt. And especially oh. some of the women that I've worked with are, are quite uh, high in, you know, in what they do, whether they're actually um, – a celebrity of some 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 way, shape, or form, or an executive, and they got stuff going on, but they don't have the courage to speak about it because there's this whole shame. Like I shouldn't yeah. be experiencing this because I'm in this role and people look up to me, and so they they hold this information. Where if they did have that courage to share their story, exactly what you're saying, they would inspire and empower other women by doing so. But that That's in right. itself, there's, a, there's this in, internal conflict that people go yeah. through. Because we're, we're scared. We're, we're worried about, yeah, what will, what will someone else think of me and will they think poorly of me or maybe they won't want to work with me because I made this massive mistake and my business almost closed or, um, you know, we, we all have this. But, I mean, I experienced it when I had to shut my label. I, there was a, a long time where I didn't want to talk about it. People would ask about it and I would avoid the questions or I would say, oh, it's just on hiatus and I'd completely avoid it because I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to acknowledge that I'd failed. I didn't want to because I felt like I'd failed. I felt a failure. And um, and because I'd put so much hard work and time into it, I'd gotten so much support. Everyone rallied around me and um, had really been so supportive and I just felt I'd failed them as well and that I'd let people down. It took me a long time to come to a point where I could talk about it and say, you know what? I did this, um, I'm grateful for the lessons and I wrote a blog post about it actually about how I felt fear and shame and guilt and um, yeah, I did that and I actually had a lot of quite a lot of people write to me about it afterwards because they said, oh, oh, that's actually good that you said that, I completely 
relate to that because that's what I'm experiencing at the moment and I'm not sure at what point do I give up because I think that's another question people ask, you know, do I, what, at what point do I give up? So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's tough, but it was actually quite cathartic and therapeutic for me to write that blog post because it kind of closed that chapter and I could see the positive, the positive um, experiences that came out of it and all that I learned. But it took me a while to get to that point. So I completely understand that you will have to go through your own journey and get to a point if, if you feel like you failed at something to actually be able to acknowledge it and talk about it. But I just wanted to do it because I just think that it's important to share those experiences because we shouldn't actually be ashamed of failing because I think, you know, that's part and parcel of life. Absolutely. And that's how we learn because failure will teach you things success never will. And you, by, by you, I did actually read a couple of your stories and your standing in your truth is really about sharing the lessons learned because somebody else might be in that exact position as exactly. they're reading your blog or an article and then are in that, you know, what do I do? And when they read that, it gives them that insight or inspiration to do something or to start moving forward in some way, shape or form. Exactly, exactly. And hopefully they'll take something out of it that resonates with them with them, and it, it helps in some way. So I think that that's why I love the league as well because the women who share, they've got that courage to actually say, you know, this is I, I bloody stuffed up and I hope that you can learn from my lesson and, I've, you know, I've come through to the other side and, and learn from my mistakes, people. <laughs> so, yeah, that's why I love the league so much. There's no airs and graces. There's no um, pretension. It's just real. It's raw. And people relate to that and they appreciate it because you can't actually get that anywhere else. I've never been anywhere else where people are so open and honest. I love that word raw. That just really, mm. it really encompasses everything that you've been talking about. It's very raw. So if you had to pick one word that describes your personal brand, what would be that one word and why? Oh gosh, um, my personal brand. What would be a one word? Oh, Catherine, there's so many words. Um, I, one word that just came to me was strong. I think that I am quite a strong person. I've got quite a strong personality, um, and I've got strong opinions. And I always wear black. <laughs> Colors, black is the color of strength. Um, so yeah, I'd probably say strong because I'm very much about standing tall in what you believe in and yeah, strength, I'd say strong. Okay. And, and black in some cultures, by the way, is not just about strength, but it's also about protection. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't so you know find that. in some cultures, some of the, like the, the leaders and even in, uh, in religious, uh, they wear black. It's a way of protection because they're wow. in a power position. So unconsciously really? you're doing that. Oh, my, my wardrobe is full of black. I mean, what black outfit will I wear today? Yes. Um, so I, I had to, we did a video shoot recently and the girl said to me, I said, what would you like me to wear? And they said, oh, just um, wear colour. And I said, yeah, okay, no problem. So I turned up in grey because <laughs> it's the most colourful thing I had in my wardrobe. I had a grey dress. So I thought, well, this is colourful. <laughs> Go on, old Chiquita. I have to, I'm the same. I wear a lot of black and grey. <laughs> I'm the same too. People say, oh, you should wear some pink and some, you know, some bright oh, colors because you're blonde. And I just think, oh, no way. I couldn't do that. I'm just not attracted. I love color on other people, but it's just not for me. I can't, I can't, I'm not attracted to it. I'm not drawn to it. It's always neutral colors and mostly black. I just, I don't know why. I just love it. Love black. Even my label was all, most of it was black with well, bits and pieces of white. 
Yeah, I, I think that it's too anyway. I think that too because you've got this really beautiful hair as well. Black just sets it off even more so because it's so blonde. Yeah, it is really blonde. It is. <laughs> the light and the shade. <laughs> Love it. Okay, so just to wrap it up, what would be three golden nuggets you would give our listeners today? Three tips. Oh, okay. Um, I think find a mentor. If you can, I think because if you are starting out in business, it's your first business and if you're new to that particular industry or you don't necessarily have connections in it, I would say definitely find a mentor because people really, really genuinely want to help and they, if you ask them, they'll often be flattered that you've thought of them as a mentor and someone who could help them. So I definitely think find a mentor. Um and catch up with them at least for an hour every month and, you know, but be mindful of their time because, you know, people in business are quite busy. So I would say, you know, make sure if you've got some uh, issues that you want to talk through, take your, your top three to the meeting or to the coffee with them and um, and just go through it and, and ask them. So I think mentorship is really incredibly important. Um, I think doing more with less. So I think leverage is really important. I've actually learned this lesson massively through the league because we've always had less um, and had to do a lot more with it. So utilizing anything that is free, your free networks, your social media, um, and because we've got, a, obviously we're in events, we've got quite a few events that we have hold on a hold around the country. We, there are a lot of um, online um, portals or hubs where you can actually upload your events for free and they actually promote them to their databases. I mean, that's just such a simple thing, but it actually has helped us massively in spreading the word. So I just think think about what you can do with with less. Um, you don't necessarily have to spend thousands on a massive website or a beautiful brand. All of that can come down the path. And I think also you need to find out whether before you spend so much money on your product or service, go to market first because you need to find out whether people actually want it. And that's what the girls did with the league really well. They just kind of tested waters for quite a while before they actually invested in me as their first employee to actually go, yep, I think this can work. So, so they did it as, you know, they tested the waters for quite a while before they committed, really committed to it. So I think you can actually do that quite easily without spending a great deal of money. And if you're going to, and that's where you're going to fail the most as well, by, by going out there and finding out this market. And then that's where you'll get the feedback from your customers and you'll tweak it accordingly so i think um those would be my tips great tips thank you so so much so where could people find you um well at the league <laughs> um your... i've got my own blog so i've got um my blog chiquita.com.au or the league 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 of australian women.com.au um run the and then we're also holding the Female Entrepreneur Awards later this year as well. So we've got quite a few avenues to access me. You do um, have a lot. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, if they want to get to me personally, um, probably through my blog, um, chiquita.com.au uh, or, or the league. I'm on LinkedIn as well. So I'm Excellent. open to hearing from people. But Chiquita, thank you so, so much for your time. Really appreciate your time and valuable information and your energy. You're full of energy and it's quite late at night too, so you're amazing. Oh, I've had quite a lot of chocolate today, so that's all right. But thank you for having me. I feel really, um, I felt really special that you asked me. So I think, thank you so much for, for giving me this opportunity. I really appreciate it. That brings us to the end of the show. If you have any questions, please send us an email to jennifer at iamwomanproject.com.
www.imwomanproject.com.au or Twitter at IamWomanProject and we will get right back to you. If you were listening to this podcast on iTunes, please make sure you leave a review or rating about the show. We would love to hear your thoughts. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next time, please take care.